Thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study the books of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. During this study, we will learn to have faith in God and follow His leadership, even during the most uncertain times of life. So, grab your copy of the Fall 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. The lesson for October the 2nd, 2022 is entitled, Victory at Canaan. It comes from Joshua chapter 11, verses 1 through 8, 18, and 23. The application is, the student will discover God's willingness to bless him when he obeys God's commands. Seeking the Context It is the sin of human nature to want the reward without the work. We live in a give-it-to-me-now and give-it-to-me-free world that has little patience for the hard work necessary for success. God had laid out the commands for the conquest of the promised land. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and to their seed after them. Deuteronomy 1, 8. The Lord would go before them and give them the victory, but not without their obedience to the hard work necessary to conquer the promised land. Several times, God promised Israel victory, Joshua chapter 8, verse 1, but they still had to obey by going out to battle to claim the victory. Today, we are also in a battle, and it's not a battle over land, but a spiritual warfare, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. We must take up the whole armor of God, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 16, go out into the battle of hearts and minds and capture every thought to the obedience of Christ, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. It is a battle within and without in ourselves, and in the world in which we live. We should never expect God to give us victory if we are unwilling to go to battle for him. And it might be that our biggest battle is fought within our own hearts over the struggle to obey God. As has been mentioned before, the conquest of the promised land is not comparable to gaining salvation or entering heaven. We do not have to fight to be saved or enter heaven. The children of Israel are God's people, as saved people are today by faith. There is no heaven on earth, but it is the abode of believers when they pass from this life. But comparable to the conquest of the promised land is the battles we face today to live in obedience to the Lord. Consult a Bible map to see the places mentioned in our lesson text. What battle are you facing right now that only God can overcome? What is your role in winning this battle? Searching the text. Number one, previous battles. Joshua chapter 11, verse one. And it came to pass when Jabin, king of Hazor, had heard those things that he sent to Jobab, 
king of Madden, and to the king of Shimron, and to the king of Akshaph. By the time of Joshua 11, much had been accomplished in the conquest of the promised land. And these are the things that Jabin, king of Hazor, had heard. After Achan's sin was dealt with, Joshua 7, God commanded Joshua to lead Israel against Ai again. In disobedience, the children of Israel were chased off the mountain in defeat. In obedience, Israel burned the city of Ai, slew all its inhabitants, and possessed the spoils of the city, Joshua 8. There is an obvious point made here. When we obey God, we win. When we disobey God, we lose. Regrettably, Joshua and Israel were duped by the Gibeonites, Joshua 9. There is only one explanation for how this happened. Joshua and Israel did not seek the Lord's direction in the matter and made a hasty covenant with them. Sometimes our enemies come at us as a fighting soldier, but at other times as a deceptive friend. Satan is a roaring lion, 1 Peter 5.8. He is also a beguiling serpent, 2 Corinthians 11.3. God's people must be wise and always on guard for both attacks. Kings across the promised land heard the news of Israel's victories, feared them, and band together to fight against Israel. Joshua 9, 1 and 2, 10, 1 through 4, 11, 1 through 5. But it did not matter how many soldiers they could muster. When God's people obeyed him, victory was certain. At the battle of Gibeon in Joshua 10, the Lord hurled large hailstones at Israel's enemy so that more died from the hailstones than Israel's sword, Joshua 10, 11. Answering Joshua's prayer, the Lord stopped the movement of the solar system so that the sun stood still and the moon stayed, Joshua 10.13, to extend the day for Israel to complete the defeat of her enemies. Israel would have never won those victories if the Lord had not been with them. But to Israel's credit, they obeyed God in going out to battle, and because of their obedience, God gave them the victory. City after city fell at the hands of Joshua and Israel, and all the kings and their land did Joshua take at one time, because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Joshua 10.42 Did you catch that last line? It was not because Joshua was a great soldier, although he was. It was not because Israel amassed a massive army equipped with the latest and greatest weaponry. In fact, they were usually outnumbered and not as well equipped as their enemies. It was because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Let us not forget, this is our battle. We win because God has given us the victory. And our claim to victory is obedience to the Lord. Only God deserves the credit for our victories. Can you describe a battle in which God gave you victory? Did you remember to give him all the credit? Number two, the battle in the north. Joshua chapter 11, verses 2 through 8. And to the kings that were on the north of the mountain, 
and of the plain south of Chinneroth, and in the valley, and in the borders of Dor, on the west, and to the Canaanites, on the east, and on the west, and to the Amorites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Jebusites in the mountains, and to the Hivites under Hermon in the land of Mizpah. And they went out, they and all their host with them, much people, even as sand that is upon the seashore in multitude, with horses and chariots very many. And when all these kings were met together, they came and pitched together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Be not afraid because of them, for tomorrow about this time I will deliver them of all slain before Israel. Thou shalt hoe their horses and burn their chariots with fire. So Joshua came and all the people of war with him against them by the waters of Merom suddenly, and they fell upon them. And the Lord delivered them into the hands of Israel, who smote them and chased them unto great Zidon and unto Misrephoth Maim and unto the valley of Mizpah eastward. And they smote them until they left them none remaining. The way in which the Lord led Israel in the conquest of the promised land is a military marvel. To begin, the Lord led them through the central region of the promised land to places like Jericho and Ai, Joshua chapter 6 through 8. With control of the central region and their base camp set up at Gilgal, Israel began campaigns first in the south and then in the north, gaining control of the central region first, split the land in half, making the north and south regions much easier to conquer. The Lord led Israel into the south and gave Israel victory over cities like Jerusalem, Hebron, Lachish, and Eglon, with the southern region conquered at the end of chapter 10, the Lord led Israel into the northern region at the beginning of chapter 11. Like the kings of the south, the kings of the north organized an alliance to fight against Israel. The combined northern forces are described as numbering even as sands that is upon the seashore in multitude with horses and chariots, very many, verse 4. But just as with the armies of the south, they were swiftly defeated. The battle lasted one day, as the Lord had promised Joshua, saying, For tomorrow about this time I will deliver them up all slain before Israel. Verse 6. The Lord promised, and the victory was never in doubt. The Lord told Joshua not to be afraid, and there is no indication that he was. Joshua had experienced many victories of the Lord, and the battle before him was not unlike the others. Once the Lord confirmed to Joshua that victory would be sure, Joshua immediately led the army forward in obedience. Assurance of victory should lead God's people to move forward with the utmost confidence, not in themselves, but in the Lord. Joshua led the people of God in confidence, assurance that they would be victorious as the Lord did for him and Israel in the past, so he would do on this day. As we experience the Lord's deliverance time and time again, 
It should give us confidence in future battles. We have no reason to fear because the Lord is with us. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 41, verse 10. How does God, God's faithfulness, help you face the future? Number three, battles won. Joshua chapter 11, verse 18 and 23. Joshua made war a long time with all those kings. So Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord said unto Moses. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto Israel according to their divisions by their tribes, and the land rested from war. Joshua had led Israel through a series of battles against the kings of the promised land, and God had given them the victory. The long time of verse 18 is approximately seven years. At the conclusion, Joshua had defeated the major cities and gained control over the land, just as the Lord had promised Moses. The first time the Lord spoke of the promised land to Moses was at the burning bush. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, Exodus 3.8. This was over 40 years prior, but still yet God promised that this land to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That was nearly 500 years prior, and never at any time were God's promises in jeopardy. Afterwards, the land rested from war. Verse 23, God had broken the power of the enemies, and Israel had enough control over the land to be able to assign each tribe of Israel its land inheritance, Joshua 13 through 19. But still, there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed, Joshua 13.1. Each tribe was to continue the fight to possess its given land, and this fight for the promised land would continue throughout the years of the judges, the kings, and even to our very day. It will not be until our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, returns that Israel will have complete control of the promised land. But God promised it, and it will happen. Like Israel's fight for the land, ours also continues every day till Jesus comes. Sure, God gives us victories in this life, but as he gave Israel victories in city after city. But only when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes again will we have complete victory. But thanks be to God, which giveth the, us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. Until then, we must continue to fight the good fight of faith. 1 Timothy six twelve, Trusting and obeying God who will lead us to victory. 
What does it mean to fight the good fight of faith? 1 Timothy 6.12 Setting the application. 33 defeated kings are listed in Joshua 12. The list begins with Sion and Og, who were kings on the east side of the Jordan River and defeated by Israel under the leadership of Moses. Numbers 21 verses 21 through 35. Then 31 kings are listed who were defeated by Israel under the leadership of Joshua. This chapter is a reminder to Israel of the many victories God gave them as they obeyed his commands in the conquest of the promised land. Their fight was not over and they needed to remember, obey God and you win, disobey God and you lose. It would be good for all of us to take the time to list the many victories God has given us. We can start with our salvation and then move on to healing in time of sickness, grace in time of difficulties, rescue in times of danger, and comfort in times of distress. Put that list somewhere where you can refer to it from time to time. It will remind you that God will never forsake you. He is always faithful to you and he always keeps his promises. The victories God gave us in the past should give us confidence and courage to face the battles of today and the ones to come. What are some things that you would list as victories the Lord has given you? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue going through Joshua, Judges, and Ruth, learning to live victoriously in uncertain times. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.